Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by ESPN Bet. Hey, Perk! Perk! Perk, the show's started. Let's go! Oh, oh I'm tripping. I'm tripping, Malik. I was, I was looking for something. Did you see the disaster play that the Lakers and the Clippers put on last night, it's time to pull out the panic button. This is what I was looking for. I got mine. All right, it got go. mine. The panic button. Yeah, I was looking for something. My bad. I don't have a panic button, but Big Perk is right. What the heck is going on in Los Angeles? Was it the worst night in L.A. basketball history? We assess the panic level for both the Lakers and the Clippers. And Draymond Green, he's set to return after his five-game suspension. Hear why he said tonight it's going to be like a Game 7 atmosphere in Sacramento. Plus, the Warriors, the Kings, they aren't the only teams who have a lot at stake tonight. We're going to take you through all the in-season tournament scenarios ahead of the last day of group play. It's going to get wild. NBA Today starts right now. Welcome to NBA Today presented by ESPN. Bet Chanae Agumake is here along with longtime front office executive Scott Perry in the building once again. Brian Windhorst, Kendrick Perkins, they are beaming in from their respective homes. And gentlemen, I know it might feel like you guys are missing out. When you look at the weather app, you see it's like 70 degrees and sunny here in Los Angeles. <laughs> but I promise y'all, it was much gloomier across the street for two teams that play at Crypto.com Arena. So we're going to start with the Lakers. Because, Sinead, this was billed as sort of the game of the night, the milestone night for LeBron James. It turned quickly, though, Very into quickly. a record that he would like to forget. He did set the record for most minutes played in the NBA uh, history. But the two-man game between Tyreek Maxi and Joel Embiid, it was a problem from the start. I mean, these guys have started off the season in such a sensational way. I mean, look at how unselfish they are sharing the basketball. Tyrese Maxey averaging 26.6 points per game. That's what the Sixers were betting on when they lost James Harden, that he would take the next step, and he has absolutely delivered. And once again, the story of first quarters being the issue for the Lakers, they trailed by 12-plus points after one, twice as many as any other team. And then the story just picked up. The Sixers up 21 in the second quarter. Yeah, it really feels like the Lakers pick and choose when they want to play hard. And when they see that their opponent is off and running like the Sixers have been, I mean, look at the three-point field goal differential. The 76ers at 20 to the Lakers 7. That's the story of their struggles on both ends. And then also, I mean, just watch this beautiful basketball between the legs, drop pass, and then hitting that mini. It was their night. I mean, and this Come on. He nutmegged himself. Don't right? Embiid S. Yes, I agree. Describe this. And then the third quarter, Sixers up 18 at this point. Embiid, little mid-range jumper there over Anthony Davis. Embiid, 30-point triple-double through just three quarters. That is, I don't have words for that, honestly. He's done He's done this multiple times. Huge games that you would think, oh, he played the whole game. No. Nope. Efficient. Maxi game high 31 points. The Sixers roll 138-94. The blowout loss against the 76ers. Chanae, it is the largest of LeBron James' 21-season career. Keep in mind, LeBron played in a career number of games, 1,438 last night. Let's take a listen to LeBron James after the game. 
As you're sitting over there on the bench in the fourth quarter and you're watching it really get out of hand, what's going through your mind about what needs to change for this to not happen again? What needs to change in order for that not to happen again? Mm -hmm. um, a lot. You said a lot needs to change. Is there anything specific you feel like needs to change? You said a lot. He said, what in particular? I said a lot. A lot has to change. A little bit short there from LeBron James. Brian mm -hmm. Windhorst, do you speak LeBron better than anybody? How do you interpret that a lot? Well, he was in no mood. He wanted to move on to uh, Detroit, quite frankly. And the thing about this is, Malik, I really don't want to make every single Laker loss a referendum on, the, on Anthony Davis. But having said that, Joel Embiid completely dominated this matchup. It was very hard for the Lakers to overcome that. Embiid just repeatedly at both ends dominating Davis. They fall down early. And once again, you know, the Lakers are just not good enough in this incarnation to overcome these kind of starts. They're not good enough to overcome Anthony Davis being this dominated, even if it's by the MVP. And that's what happened in this game last night. It feels like we've been talking about the roller coaster of Anthony Davis, the depth not necessarily playing out the way that we thought it would when, Perk, you're touting the best summer that the Lakers had out of any team. But then you see these numbers. Is it just sort of the same story for you in this battle of the big men? Well, well, no, it's not. And you remember last last season we was on NBA Today on this show, and I was t last postseason, and I was talking about how the Lakers wanted to play the Warriors instead of playing the Kings. This is something that they actually wanted to do. You know why? Because they were scared of De'Aaron Fox, right? And what De'Aaron Fox has done to them in the past, what he done to them last season, what he continued to do to them. The two things, it's a recipe to beat the Lakers. If you have speed around the guard, around the perimeter, that's one thing. But if you have physicality, you're going to beat the Lakers. And if you look at the three losses that we emphasize every time that they lose, look how they then got a spanking. You look at opening night against the Denver Nuggets, Jokic and Jamal Murray. Then you take it to Sacramento. We saw what De'Aaron Fox and uh, Sabonis did to the, uh, the Lakers. And then last night, I think Darvin Ham said something along the lines of Tyrese Maxey is like a Lamborghini. The Lakers struggle guarding speed. And although we want, listen, we want Anthony Davis and I, Wendy, I get it. We want him to take these matchups personal. We want him every time he match up with a Jokic or Embiid or Sabonis to take it personal. And, and he should. But the fact of the matter is, is that he doesn't want to play center. And I feel like everyone, including Darvin Ham and the Lakers, are forcing him to play something he don't want to play. He want to play the power forward. That's what Anthony Davis wants to do. And until they make an adjustment or get a body in there or change their uh, uh, lineup, we're going to continue to see Anthony Davis struggle when he goes against guys like Embiid, Sabonis, and Jokic. Let me add a couple things to that. You know, first of all, the Lakers, I thought last night, obviously were totally dominated from a physical perspective, and Perk uh, touched on that. And when you watch LeBron's interview and what he knows and what I know the coach knows, Darvin Ham, who was with us in Detroit uh, when we won a world championship, they know that physicality, hustle, heart, and toughness is what's going to persevere and win. That didn't show up last night. That's not acceptable. And when you talk about Anthony Davis, tremendous talent. Been watching this young man since he was coming out of high school. A lot of times people want the real talented players 
to be something that they're not, that their personalities don't allow them to be. Mm. And so we need to stop trying to make Anthony Davis change his personality. That's not going to happen. You just got to f- figure out what is you're going to do. Is that enough, though? Is that okay for the Lakers? If it's just not, well, it's not. No, what you're going to need then is a third player to step up on that team that's currently constructed to help them through the regular season. Because right now, I think they're overly reliant upon LeBron. You know, they're plus 59 with him on the court. Sure. Uh, minus 92 with him off of it. They need a third guy. And maybe a De- D'Angelo Russell, who's a former all-star player, can start to carry some more of the load in terms of an offensive structure. And you have to shift the goalposts of the awards we want him to really achieve. I think, especially at the start of the season, we're saying that Anthony Davis has to be MVP. The reality is, I fully believed he needed to be DPOY for this team to be great. When their defense is good, the team is better. But it's not just defense that's the issue for the Lakers right now. Their offense, their three-point shooting, they're last in made threes. They went up against the 76ers who literally made almost every one. They made 22. You're never going to compete in that category. They're 28th in three-point percentage. When you play with an Anthony Davis, when you play with a LeBron James that that really attracts so much attention in the paint, you absolutely should be able to knock down shots because they attract so much. That's the conundrum. That's the issue that they have. In order for AD to feel comfortable being himself, people need to give him a little bit more help, especially offensively, and that goes for LeBron James as well. You were saying here's the problem, Brian. What's the problem? Yeah, yeah, the problem is, okay, let's say we give AD what he wants and puts him in power forward. In 2023, you can't have a non-three-point shooting power forward unless you've got a great three-point shooting center. They are already, as Chene just mentioned, dead last in three-point makes. They are dead last in uh, second chance points, dead last in three-point makes, and they start the game off poorly almost every game. That's un- insurmountable. The only way you can move Anthony Davis out of center is if you get a center that can shoot threes. Because if you put Anthony Davis a power forward and he takes one three a game, mm. which is what he's averaging this year, then it totally undercuts the way you need to play offense. That's the problem. And frankly, Perk, like, while I agree with you, he just signed for $60 million a year. Like, he is being paid to excel at that position. He's got to do it. And maybe it can't happen against Joel Embiid. Maybe that bar is awfully high. But it happens a lot. Yeah, but, but, but Wendy, when you, look at, when you look at the Milwaukee Bucks, right, you have Giannis and you have Brooke Lopez. And you talk about the stretch, the center being able to stretch the floor. We know what Brooke Lopez is capable of doing for us, the three-point shooting. Maybe Darvin Ham got to give Tristan Woods more minutes at the five position. And he's able to stretch the floor. Let AD play more around the basket offensively. Let Christian Woods take the load off of AD and bang with the centers Christian a little Wood bit Christian Woods is on more. a minimum contract See, yeah. for a reason. Uh, I understand. I understand that, but he's been playing exceptional basketball, despite what the type of money that he's making. He's been a bright spot for the Los Angeles Lakers, to be honest with you. But when I think about the Lakers, and I think about when Anthony Davis was at his best, when he was at his best, yes, he finished the last part of the season great. But when they took home the NBA championship, think about it. He had Dwight Howard and he had Javale McGee. He had two centers to take the load off of him where he was able to be the best version of himself. When they made a lineup change, even though it didn't work, when they start, started Rui Hachimara on Jokic's last postseason, we start seeing a better version of Anthony Davis defensively. His body is just not built for that physicality and that play 
Hell, I played alongside Kevin Garnett, Wendy, and I'm not trying to overextend my talking, but I got to say this. I played alongside Kevin Garnett. You know the thing that I did with KG? I took on the physicality part of it. What KG was able to do, he was able to be the best version of himself because I knew at 255, he wasn't able to bang with the likes of a Rasheed Wallace, a Ben Wallace, a Shaq, a Lonzo Mourning, guys to that nature. So you have to be able to take that pressure off of Anthony Davis some type of way. I mean, the Lakers, they have more issues that we're going to be getting to a little bit later in the show. But I do want to just give a quick shout-out to the 76ers here because Tyrese Maxey and Joel Embiid have been Ooh. playing incredible basketball. Look at this. They've had four 30-point games. Lord, have mercy. See how many that both Harden and Embiid had as teammates. Wow. Just saying. Still to come on NBA Today, we are going to stick in L.A. because it wasn't just the Lakers, my friends. The Clippers, they collapsed last night to a Nuggets team that was without their three best players. Yeah, you heard that right. Is the frustration starting to mount on this franchise? And it is the last day of the play group play for the in-season tournament. So we're going to go through some crazy scenarios, especially for the Kings and the Warriors, to advance to the knockout round. Plus... Anthony Edwards, SGA, they're leading their respective teams at the top of the West. Are we starting to see a little bit of a changing of the guard here? We answer that and more. NBA Today will be right back. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. NBA Today is presented by ESPN Bet, the official sports book of ESPN. So, Scott, last night the Clippers, they caught the Nuggets on the second end of a back-to-back. They're like, all right, no Jokic, no Murray, no Aaron Gordon, all of them out. Easy win for L.A., right? Okay, not so fast. Some familiar faces back in Los Angeles. Reggie Jackson, DeAndre Jordan, Lou Will was sitting courtside in this one. Reggie pulls up for three. Check the score. Two-point game now at this point in the fourth quarter. Reggie Jackson to DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> Give it a little look to the fans sitting courtside. Is this Lob City again? Uh, baby Lob City in a different way, but I saw your IG and you're like, the Reggie Jackson DJ game. You were hyped for this, Malik. It was so much fun to watch because you kept expecting for the Nuggets reserves to potentially run out of gas here. Reggie Jackson wasn't in the rotation in the finals last year after a midseason trade. DeAndre Jordan getting some backup center minutes. They resorted to hack a DeAndre and he couldn't even play play down the final stretch after being one of the best players on the floor. Reggie Jackson, corner three, gets that one to go. Tell me how you really feel, Malika. Reggie Jackson, <laughs> once again, watch this defensive play here. 
Harden uh, can't quite stay with him. Even Kawhi, usually he snatches those. Gets the and one. DeAndre Jordan is fired up. Six-point game at this point. One minute left to play. Kawhi Leonard. Not many people can stop that. Who gets that Muscle one to go? Four-point play at this point, but don't worry. Michael Porter Jr. steps up. Exactly. Dagger three. Ty Lu needs to chew on this loss a little bit. Let's take a listen to Lou after the game. Guys are frustrated, you know, offensively, but they should be frustrated defensively as well. Like, that's when you should get mad is on the defensive end. But I take full responsibility, like I said, and, um, yeah, we're, we're just not going to play this style of basketball. It's going to be a process always. It's just going to be times where things go well. Start off slow today um, and just going to keep it going. But it's part of the season. Got to turn the page. So this is basically the Nuggets bench that we're talking about here, Janae. They dominated the Clippers' best players in the fourth quarter. What stood out to you? Oh, uh, what did I see? I saw that the Clippers had a historic collapse in the fourth, one we have not seen since Coach T. Lou became the head coach. And this was just the second time since he became the head coach that the Clippers were outscored by 20 points in the fourth quarter. But, y'all, we all know the facts of this. He's one of the best coaches in basketball, so this is more and about a lack of defensive effort. This is more about passion. And, honestly, it's more about how bad do you want it, chemistry. And I'll show you some things that should never happen. All right, on this defensive possession right here, the ball is just flying around, and there's a blow-by. This is easy defensive rotations if you're decisive. There's a blow-by. James should step up. This is the hardest corner pass that should be able to be made. Instead, look how easy this pass gets to the shooting pocket. On time, on target. If you're proactive, Russ would have had more time to really affect that. Again, this is a close game at this point. Unacceptable, but this right here has summed up the Clippers' season. James Harden on an island. We saw this when the season began. And instead, there's a blow by. He's like, hey guys, where's the help? Where's the screen coming? Nothing. Then they're late. No action there from Kawhi. He tried to get it a little bit. I mean, that's not an easy shot when Kawhi is stripping it in and you're still able to get the English on there. These are defensive plays that you heard Coach Lou. He was like, you know what? This is not our brand of basketball because it is truly surprising because the Clippers, they led by 11 entering the fourth quarter and it was their first time blowing a double digit lead like that since 2017. Before that, Malika, they had won 100 128 straight games with a lead that big going into the fourth. I know the saying, I always tell people, you got to go through it to get to it, but it seems like the Clippers, they constantly are going through it, yeah. and hopefully they'll get to it, but this type of basketball, especially defensively, when you have an opportunity against a team that is missing all of their stars, right. if I'm in the locker room after, I'm fighting. Mm -hmm. I'm going to my teammates, and I'm saying, y'all, this is inexcusable. Yep. We saw some of like the emotions flare up, but the reality is, is like if, if you really want to compete at a high level, and when you have players available and healthy, I'm back in that locker room, and I'm not happy at all. Right, and yeah. I was I was there last night in the hallway, and I can tell you that when the general manager of the Clippers saw Reggie Jackson walking by, he said, Reggie, I love you, but F you. <laughs> like, that, that's literally what he said to him, because the frustration, it was palpable. The energy, it was completely off. This is a team, the Clippers were 11.5-point favorites. They lost by nine. I want to bring Brian Windhorst back into the discussion, because I feel like we need to contextualize this. How bad of a loss was it for L.A.? Guys, it was the most humiliating loss that's happened in the NBA this season, in my opinion. Because when you look at what Denver didn't have and you look at the game plan that they did use, do you know how long it's been since DeAndre Jordan has scored 20 points in an NBA regular season game? We didn't know the word COVID. It happened last decade pre-COVID. That was the last time DeAndre Jordan scored 20 points in a game. He had scored nine points all year, okay? And he is running the same play with Reggie Jackson, who, by the way, was a cast-off 
by the, the Clippers last year. Uh, he comes back, gets um, uh, you know, an appreciation video, and then puts 35 on him. With Reggie Jackson and DeAndre Jordan running the pick and roll like it's 2016. That was so bad. And then here, to me, is the bigger thing for the Clippers. James Harden has now played 11 games with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Remember, when the trade happened, Ty Lue, who's one of the yep. best coaches in the league, said give, give it 10, 10 games. Right. It's now been 11. It's not, they've now played 250 minutes together, and they've slipped into the negative zone when it comes to the point differential on their net rating. Now, it is only November. Kawhi Leonard is not full power yet, in my view, coming back from that knee surgery. It is no time to make proclamations, but it is not going well. And this loss completely underscored that. Did, it, did anybody catch the clip in the interview of Russ talking about his uh, altercation, verbal altercation yeah, with, with the a fan? fan? It's unfortunate. It, it, you know, see, I have I have a problem with that, and it's not with the fan. It's actually with Russ. And the problem is, is that he should be having a verbal altercation with his teammates. Because if you're a Clippers fan, you should be frustrated, especially after that loss last night. I mean, Reggie Jackson and DeAndre Jordan was looking like Kobe and Shaq in 2000, 2001. <laughs> like, at the end of the day, it comes down to if they're going to buckle down and buy in. And we talked about when they made this trade for James Harden, was this team going to be willing to sacrifice? Yes, Russ was the first one to sacrifice. But Paul George haven't been an elite defender, in my opinion, this season. Kawhi Leonard, yes, I know he's trying to get back into things after, you know, having surgery this offseason. But he hasn't been the Kawhi Leonard of old. And when you look at their perimeter defense, yeah. it is very, very suspect. And when I think about them losing Nicholas Batum and the value that he brought to that organization, taking charges, rebounding, rotating, holding his corners, knocking down threes, just being that guy that could switch multiple pick and rolls and play multiple positions. And now you look at James Harden. They were picking on James Harden the entire game, yeah, searching him out. Showing. Come here, James. To the point that Ty Lue had to pull out the playoff coverage. As soon as Reggie Jackson came, they started trapping him at half court. Right. Like, like, seriously, think about that for a second. Nobody could have told me right. without Jokic, Without yeah. Gordon, right. without uh, Murray, uh, uh, Murray right. that Reggie Jackson was going to be the best player on the floor last night. Right. No well, one could have told Michael Malone, Michael Malone was saying after the game that I'm telling Reggie he needs to pretend that every single opponent is the Clippers <laughs> so that we can get this out of them. But then on the other side, I mean, they were dejected. The Clippers were dejected. And that's that was the mood around them. So I, I guess, Scott, you, you've been in these situations. Mm -hmm. You have been making these decisions. If you're in the brain trust of the Clippers right now, are you kind of thinking – should we have done this? Did we make a mistake? Well, that's not going to do you any good at this point. You know, hindsight is always 2020. You're going to have to live with this decision. Problem right now is this is a team without an identity, other than the identity being poor play right now. They're still trying to figure out this chemistry. They're going to have, yeah, I know they stayed at 10 games, but they're going to have to give it more time. And they're going to, look, they're going to have to look at different basketball combinations. And I said this uh, a while back when, it, when the trade first happened. They're going to have to decide how they're going to uh, have the division of labor be between Russell Westbrook and James Harden. Yep. And I know James Harden doesn't want to come off the bench. Russ showed great leadership in offering to do that. But the way they, he plays the game, he came, he, came to a, he came to a team with three 
uh, ball-dominant players. He's a ball-dominant player. Yeah. Let, let James go do his thing with the second unit right. and see what happens there. you got to at least try it. But the problem Thank is they're not going to have, all, like, I, I get it, more games, but they don't have that much time to figure it out in a tight Western Conference race. Speaking of races, coming up on NBA Today, the race for the inaugural NBA Cup, it is heating up, my friends. We're going to go through every group. What needs to happen for them to advance to the knockout round in Las Vegas? Plus... From Oakland to Sacktown, the Bay Area, and back down the Dubs. Hey! Draymond Green back tonight in what is sure to be a Game 7 atmosphere. But is that all that Golden State needs to turn their bars, 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 bars. I don't got any more. <laughs> the Lakers and the Clippers had disappointing losses last night. Which loss is more concerning? Don't touch that remote. More NBA Today after this. I see you, girl. <laughs> We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The in-season tournament is underway. It's caught. LeBron James nails it. I mean, that was fun. I definitely felt like a playoff game. It's another opportunity for you to see the highest level of talent in the world. You know, we're just trying to get to Vegas. Oh, man. Showtime. That's a shake of up with style. In-season tourney got people acting different, y'all. That was ridiculous. Yeah. Something about that in-season tournament. Count it and a foul! Oh, my goodness! Tonight is the final night of group play in the in-season tournament. There's so much left to be decided. So what we're going to do is we're going to run you through all that is at stake. But I am warning you, my friends, this is a lot. I have a pen. I have a piece of paper. You're going to want one to get ready. We're going to start with something nice and simple, okay? The Indiana Pacers, they have already clinched Group A out east. That's thanks right to Tyrese Halliburton and company, just offering up some of the most exciting basketball night in and night out that we've seen all season. And then it stays pretty straightforward when we turn to Group B. If the Bucks are able to do what they couldn't do last season and beat the Heat, Milwaukee will be able to punch their ticket to the knockout round. But if not, okay, this is where it gets messy. Speaking of Messi, the Celtics, they were the favorite, right, entering the tournament. But to clinch Group C, they need to beat the Bulls by at least 23 points and also have the Nets take care of the Raptors, okay? You got all that? Don't worry, those Celtics fans. If both those things don't go Boston's way, there's still a way for them to get in that whole wild card mix for the fourth and final spot. That's just along with, like, nine other Eastern Conference teams. So maybe they don't want to get to that point. The Eastern Conference, two-thirds of it still alive heading into tonight. So clearly this goal of having meaningful basketball being played in November, it is working. But 
it is not just the East. Because take a look at the West. The Lakers, they are the top seed. They clinched Group A. They have an undefeated record. And there's an 80% chance they're going to match up against Kevin Durant and the Suns, who have a comfortable lead in the wild card race. Okay, that brings us to this. Group B, it comes down to the Rockets and the Mavs game tonight. Ooh, I need to take a breath here. If the Rockets win, they're on to the next round. If they don't, look what can happen. Zion and the Pelicans can clinch the group and they will be in the knockout stage. All right, everyone just take a breath, get their notes together, all of that, because what that does is it brings us to group C. If the Kings take care of the Warriors in Sacramento, they are in. However, it's not quite as simple when it comes to the Warriors' road to advancing. This is like a whole Hold lot. On. Do you need some water? You I, were like, there's a lot right to now. keep track of, so hydrate, I really appreciate hydrate, that. Hydrate, hydrate, please. Keep going, though. You're nailing it. Thank you. I got you. You're the best. All right, you with me? Golden State, they can still clinch their group, but they not only have to knock off the Kings, they would also need to win tonight and get the point differential tiebreaker over the Kings and the Wolves. All the point differentials right here on your screen. The good news, though, for Golden State, they are heading into this must-win game at full strength, right? Draymond Green, he's back from suspension. It sounds like he's ready to just jump straight back in to some high-stakes basketball. Yeah, I think it'll be fun. A lot of fun. Um, I think it'll be a lot like Game 7. You know, the atmosphere, uh, just people, the excitement, the angst, I think. Um, it'll... The, the feeling that I am expecting is that it'll feel like a Game 7. I like a Game 7. All right, I like that. For more on Draymond's return, we welcome in our reporter covering the Warriors, Kendra Andrews. Kendra, what is the plan for Draymond Green tonight? Yeah, Malika, Draymond won't be under any minutes restriction tonight because he's not coming back from an injury, right? He has been able to stay in the gym, work out, keep up his conditioning as much as he can over the past almost two weeks. He told me that during his suspension, he only took one full day off. All the other days, he's been weightlifting. He's been shooting. He feels that he'll be able to make an immediate impact. But just as those as where those rotations come in, the rotation patterns, that's a little bit more up for grabs, right? Because the Warriors, they're still in search mode for a lineup that really works for them. Yeah. So Steve Kerr said that everyone's minutes, Draymond's included, will just be dependent on what's working and how the game is going. Well, speaking of search mode, Kendra, Clay Thompson, right, he's had a little bit of a slow start to the season here. That's not totally uncommon mm -hmm. for him, but in your reporting this morning on ESPN.com, you sort of detail how all of his contract situation, the slump, maybe it feels a little bit different. Why is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, as you said, you know, he is in a contract negotiation season. He wanted a max. The Warriors didn't give it to him. So now you see him forcing a lot of things, really just trying to prove himself. But it's led to a lot of frustration. You know, I've seen him sit at the end of the bench during timeouts by himself. I've seen him kind of slap himself on the head after he takes an ill-advised ill shot. The other night he got into early foul trouble and he just threw his towel on the ground before right. exiting the court before halftime. And then you also see him being quite defensive with his role with the team. Just yesterday after practice, he got into a little bit of a back and forth with another reporter when he was just asked about the patience Kerr has had with Clay and 
all of the players, the whole starting lineup, Clay said, well, do you think I should be benched, right? So there's just a little bit of an added pressure, a prove myself kind of mentality that seems to be happening with Clay right now. As you said, he's gotten off to slow starts in the past, but there's a little bit more pressure this season. Yeah, it feels like if anyone can sort of shoot himself out of it, it is someone like Clay Thompson. But at the same time, we know that he puts so much pressure on himself. He gets in between his own ears. And so hopefully he can sort of set that aside in order to be that player that Golden State needs him to be. And we certainly know that he wants to be for his team. Kendra Andrews, thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with us here on NBA Today. Enjoy the game. I will be stealing that jacket. So Clay Thompson, right, it appears to that this is right weighing on him just a little bit more than just like the in-season tournament or some other things. It feels like this is a little bit more of a, a boogeyman that he's trying to sort of get away from. But Perk, now that they're back to full strength, what do you sort of make of everything that's happening in Golden State? <laughs> you know what? I love these moments. I love these moments. You remember a couple weeks ago when I was on here and I was talking about, you know, the Warriors should consider trading Klay Thompson. And I said mentally he's not there. He's not there. Think about it. Jordan Poole got a contract extension before he got traded. Andrew Wiggins got taken care of. Draymond got taken care of. And Clay wants the max, okay? And no one could fault a player for one max dollars. But again, is you can see the frustration there, and that plays a huge part. We know that Clay Thompson is not this player that we're seeing on the floor right now for shooting the ball. But again, as a former basketball player, and no, I'm not saying I was Clay Thompson, but I do know this. If your mind is not clear and you have a, 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 a lot of things going on in your mind, like a contract extension or feeling disrespected, you're not going to be able to perform on a consistent basis at an elite level that you're capable of doing. And that's what we're seeing right now out of Clay Thompson. If I had just watched this report and I was on the Sacramento Kings, I'd be coming into tonight's game saying to each other, let's finish them. Because if the Kings win tonight's game, and this is their rival, make no mistake, this is their rival, and they've already played a bunch of times this year when you include the preseason game. If the Kings win tonight, they can advance to the next week's quarterfinals. That means something in Sacramento. Number two, they can beat their rival, and Golden State, if they lose tonight, is out. Number three, they can deliver a huge message to Draymond Green, who's a nemesis in Sacramento, and light the beam in front of their fans. This is exactly what you want from an in-season tournament situation, a rivalry game with one team with a chance to deliver a gut punch. Okay, it's not a knockout punch, but a gut punch to their to their to their rival. That definitely I'm gonna be tuning in to watch how this plays out tonight. Yeah, there are so many subplots. The fact that Draymond Green is returning playing his first game <laughs> of this season Crazy. in yep. Sacramento because he missed that early one earlier this year. There's going to be a whole lot going down in in-season tournament play. Take a look at this though, my friends. The NBA standings and it is the youth movement right here. Are these young stars ready to push the likes of LeBron James and Steph Curry out of the picture? Is the future here? Mark, he is the answer next. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E.
Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to NBA Today, presented by ESPN Bet. It's kind of hard to believe we're already over a month into the season, and then the two top teams in the West, they are the Anthony Edwards-led Minnesota Timberwolves and the Shea Gilgis-Alexander-led Oklahoma City Thunder. The Wolves are only up one game on the Thunder, so OKC, they could take the one seed tonight. So, Perk, which team do you think, when you're looking at the West, has been a little bit the most surprising to you? Well, you know what, Malik, I say this respectfully. Okay. I don't even care about which team been the most surprising. Not right. team. I want to talk about the players. I want to talk about the new the new school. I want to talk about the young boys that's getting that's almost borderline making the old heads extinct. Except for LeBron James and Kevin Durant and Steph are barely keeping them relevant right now. But when you think about Anthony Edwards, when you think about Tyrese Maxey, Jason Tatum, Devin Booker, Donovan Mitchell, right. Darius Garland, Chet Holmgren, Victor Wembanyama. Do I got to keep going? When you think about where this future, the future of the NBA is going, the future is now. We're not living in the past no more. We're seeing Luka. We're seeing these guys average 30. We're watching the De'Aaron Fox, who I believe is the most exciting player in the league. We're watching the Devin Booker grow right in front of our very own eyes. And so I know we want to continue to praise the old heads. But right now, the time is about these young bulls. It's about this younger generation, right. and they have officially taken over this league. Uh, re- respectfully, I, I hear what you're saying, Perk, but when it comes to the youth movement, right, like actually transitioning to winning, it gets a little bit trickier because, look, since 1980, there have been three players that are 25 or younger that have led a title team in scoring, right? You got Dwayne Wade in 2006, you got Timmy Duncan in 99, and then you go back to Larry Bird in 81. So I guess what I'm saying, Brian, is do you think anyone right now is ready to win a championship when we talk about the future is here, these young players 25 and under? Not yet, although Jason Tatum, I think, is 25 and he's ready, but he feels like he's older than 25. Right. Um, I don't know if he'll be 25 when the finals come. But, um, you know, I think that these two guys, especially Shea and Anthony Edwards, this is only the beginning of what they're going to be fighting for. I watched them last summer fight for the bronze medal in the World Cup. It was a tremendous uh, game between the two of them. Shea had 31, Ant had 24. They're going to be fighting for first-team All-NBA honors. They're going to be fighting for the division. They're going to be fighting for seeding. They're going to be fighting for playoffs. Potentially, these two guys could end up fighting for the MVP award. These are absolutely the the, 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 the two two of the young guys in the NBA that just give hope for the future when LeBron moves on, when KD moves on. These are the guys ready to take the mantle. We've been so focused on guys like Luka, who definitely has earned mm-hmm. it. But these guys are performing, and they're doing it right now at the top of the standings. Why these young players are terrific, show p- terrific potential. Perk, I'm going to put a wet blanket on what you said. <laughs> I'm sticking with some of this old guard. These old guys, LeBron's been to 10 finals. <laughs> Steph's got four titles. LeBron's got four titles. Uh, KD's got a few <clears throat> titles. So now, look, 
you've got to, until you get there, you can't be those guys. Those guys are the face of the league still. And I know they're coming towards the end, but I want to see which one takes it first before I anoint them. That's where I stand. Well, I, you know what, Scott? I can respect that. And, and look, let me say this, okay? When it comes down to what LeBron is doing and KD is doing and Steph is doing, I can't deny that. But we see the troubles that the Warriors having right now. We saw how pissed off LeBron James is right now. And it's because of what their teammates are not providing. But when I think about a young guy that's under 25, like a Tyrese Maxey, yep. and what a Philadelphia 76ers are right now, Malik, if you ask me that question, He's ready to take that leap. He could be the next guy under 25, in my opinion, to actually help his team or help lead his team to winning the championship. And the reason I don't say that about Jason Tatum is because Jason Tatum will be 26 in March. Okay, but Tyrese Maxey paired up along Joel and B yeah. with how funny and the like right now the Milwaukee Bucks are looking. Hey, we saw the Miami Heat do the impossible. We were representing the Eastern Conference last year. I got good news for you. How old is Jason Tatum going to be tomorrow? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And this I don't weekend, know 25. yeah, this weekend he's still going to be 25. Tomorrow he's still going to be 25. You get to tip off your weekend with Tyrese Maxey and Jason Tatum. We got Philadelphia and Boston, and then we have Nikola Jokic in the Nuggets facing off against Devin Booker in the Suns. More young fellas coverage begins with NBA Countdown at 7 Eastern on ESPN and the app. All right, y'all. We saw some historically bad basketball from the Lakers and Clippers last night. Who on our panel? is the most worried about the Lakers and who got the Clippers. That's next. Well, you got both benches empty. 138 to 94. You build a lot of adversity right now. Without Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray, the Denver Nuggets come to town and up in the Clippers. It was a nasty flow to the game and it was too slow. The Lakers, better. Monday night was unprecedented in the history of professional basketball in Los Angeles. It was the first time ever where the Lakers and the Clippers, they were both outscored by 20 or more points in the fourth quarter on the same day. Take that in. That's over 50 years of history that we're talking about. The Lakers, the Clippers, they both suffered what some would call embarrassing losses. But Brian, I'm going to start with you here. Whose loss is more concerning? The Lakers losing by 44 in Philadelphia or the Clippers falling short to the Nuggets without Jokic, Murray, and Gordon? 
Well, I'm never going to judge a team when they're on a long road trip. Uh, that's never, especially when they're playing against one of the best teams in the league on a hot shooting night. Okay. Clippers losing at home to a team missing all those players the worst. Clippers. Well, I'm going the opposite direction, and I'm going with the Lakers because I don't expect nothing out of the Clippers anyway. When you think about the Lakers, I'm thinking about their weaknesses keep getting exposed. We talk about the physicality, and we talk about the speed of, uh, uh, around the perimeter, and that got exposed last night. And Darvin Ham also got exposed as well by Nick Nurse. When you think about him mixing it up defensively and going zone and you know, alternating zone and man, like he 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 did his part in this as well. So the Lakers got exposed on all fronts, and it happens to the when they play the elite teams. Yeah, well, they, 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 the Clippers played an elite team without elite players and still lost. If you lose to elite players, right. that's one thing. If you lose to elite players around the bench, that's another. Here's the thing for me, Perk. You were talking all about up. signature wins and litmus tests. Why it was so disheartening is the Lakers, when they're looking at a, a big-time team that we talked about Philadelphia as possibly being in that top tier of contenders. You lose by 44. Mm -hmm. You lose by 44. And then the Clippers, you lose to the reserves, essentially. They weren't even necessarily reserves for last year's title team. The gap is enormous, and that is what's concerning. Today, it is Giving Tuesday, a global day of giving, and it's also the start of ESPN's V-Week when we continue Jim Valvano's fight against cancer. You can make a difference today by supporting cancer research, which is needed now more than ever. So if you're able, give now at v.org slash donate. 100% of your donations go to cancer research. We'll be back in 60 seconds. NBA Today is presented by ESPN Bet, the official sports book of ESPN. Tonight, it is the last day of group play for the in-season tournament. So just a quick reminder, here are all eight games on tonight's slate. All of them have some serious stakes when it comes to who will advance to the knockout round. So look at it, memorize it, make your picks, because Kendrick Perkins, that means teams need to do what exactly? Remember when I walked in here today? Remember what I told you what our MO is today? We standing on business. We standing on business. I need you to stand on business. We still standing on business. I need you to stand on business. Hey, Adam Silver, he's standing on business. The message tonight is the 76ers, and damn it, they got to stand on business. Richie, you're not a part of this, because damn it, I'm standing on business even more. Bam! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Standing on business. Yep. Yes, uh, sir. Standing on business. I got it from here, Malika. I got it from here. You go. Look, when you talk about Dane Dollar and you talk about his, his rap albums, he stand on business. When you talk about Giannis Antetokounmpo and you talk about his dad jokes, he stand on business. Damn it, I need them to stand on business tonight because defensively, business has been standing on them. They play the Miami Heat tonight. If they win tonight, they clinch for a wild card. And also, no Jimmy Butler. So I need them to make me a believer. Their last two games against the Wizards in Portland have been close. I need the Milwaukee Bucks, Giannis and Dame Dollar to go down to South Beach and have the business, stand on business on both ends of the floors and get this done hmm. convincingly. Okay. All right, Perk, what about Texas business? How about the Houston Rockets? Very simple for them. Win and you're in. 
And they got to do it in Dallas. Now I'm pointing something out. The Rockets are sitting there with the number one scoring defense in the league. They're talking about phase two. They got big plans. They think they're going forward with their rebuild. But they have no road wins yet this season, Mr. Perkins. Zero and five on the road. That's got to end tonight. And if they do, they earn their way into the quarterfinals of the in-season tournament. They haven't, there hasn't been relevance in Houston in years as we've waited for this rebuild. This is their most important game in years. I can say that with a straight face. Stand on business, Rockets. Today's about okay, to Okay, I'm not going to say that with a straight face because, Perk, how did you miss this? We always talk about alley-oops. This is a slam dunk. The Houston Rockets have the biggest opportunity. This is what the in-season tournament is for. Mm. For moments like this, for teams like this, and for guys like this. Alperin Sengun, he can make his name by standing on business, taking down the Mavs, getting their first road win. And as Brian said, Ime Odoka, what he's done to create the best defense in the league, tied with the T-Wolves, by the way, and have that culture of like, hey, we got to show everyone that we're no longer the team you can just look past. The in-season tournament was meant for, th- for times like this. And so the Houston Rockets, if they're able to win this game, my goodness, no team is standing on business better than them. The Houston Rockets need to stand on business. The Milwaukee Bucks need to stand on business. Scott Perry, as you've watched us youngsters go around talking about standing on business, I think you got it at this point. Who give needs to stand energy, on Scott, business in your energy. mind? I'm bringing you the energy perk. <laughs> and you know who, who's going to stand on business tonight? I'm ready tonight? for it. My New York Knicks. Oh, here we go. Surprise, surprise. Go New York. Go New York. Go. Staying somewhere. The, the garden is going to be rocking tonight. Julius Randle, Jalen Brunson, RJ Barrett, Mitchell Robbins, and the crew. Do what you do. Defend. Share that basketball tonight. If you win tonight, you're leading. You're, you're the leading wild card team right now in terms of points. So go ahead and handle your business. Get into this tournament. No, no, not just handle business. What does he need to do? Say it one more time for it. Stand on your business. Stand on your business. Stand on business. The in-season tournament group play <laughs> tonight. Which team is going to be standing on business? We made our picks. You need to tune in to see who does. That's going to do it for us here on NBA Today. We will see you tomorrow. Business. Business. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>